Dunkin's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusions apply. Limited time offer. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve, too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. I'm Stephen Jodorand. And I'm Jake Watroba. And on today's episode, we're back and soccer is back. The National Women's Soccer League has record eyeballs. FC Dallas is going through a COVID mess. We got third degree Buzz Carrick to talk about that. And the best thing of all is we're back. Soccer is back, Jake. You're welcome, everybody. We're back. (laughs) You can follow the show on Twitter at Pod. We always appreciate your comments and questions, so continue to send them in. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's get to today's show. Jake, well, 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 we're sitting in front of a microphone, you're drinking, I'm dictating the show. Life is what, somewhat normal? Can you hear that pour? Can you hear that pour of me pouring myself another glass of bourbon? Um, Yeah, we're back. It feels good to be back. It's been two months, three months, I think. Yes, yes. Listeners, how I'm not you... even. I'm not even sure. You know, I don't even know. I, I sat in traffic for the first time in, in today, driving back from uh, my family in Milwaukee to Madison uh, for the first time in like six months. It was the strangest feeling. I'm like, holy crap, there's traffic. Why? Why am I sitting in traffic? I haven't done this in six months. Strange. Uh, listeners, please be safe out there. COVID is still around. Wear a mask. We're on, yeah. Hashtag wear a mask. And uh, Jake, let, let's... Let's begin with this. What have you been up to and what have you been paying attention to any soccer? I've watched the Prem. Um Christian Pulisic. Seen a little, of course. Love, love uh Captain America. I have caught a little bit of the NWSL. Oh yeah, you've been you've been enjoying the 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 first sports league back in America. I've caught a little bit here and there. It's it's caught some people's attention. The uh, I'm reading from World Soccer Talk, everybody's favorite uh, TV ratings website. Uh, from uh, from talking about the TV ratings from June 22nd through the 30th, the National Women's Soccer League Challenge Cup quote kicked off last weekend. Defending champions North Carolina Courage defeated the Portland Thorns FC two to one before a television audience of 
seven uh, five hundred seventy two thousand on CBS, largest audience ever for a NWSL match. Pretty pretty impressive, no? Well, that's definitely impressive. I think MLS would would enjoy those numbers if they were to get ratings like that this uh, this over the next couple of weeks with the new MLS's back tournament. Listeners, how much have you been paying attention to the NWSL, obviously the Challenge Cup taking place in Utah? Um, for a large part, it's been pretty good. I mean, have you have you thought any have you had any question marks regarding like just the players' fitness watching them? Obviously, in in watching the return of the Bundesliga, it was quite obvious that the the players needed some time to get their legs underneath them. Yeah, I mean, I thought those first few Bundesliga matches, at least the, maybe the first week or two, they were brutal, I thought, to say the least. I saw a lot of people freaking out about, oh, soccer's back, look at it. Like, yeah, it's really great watching Dusseldorf lose 5-0 <laughs> to Leverkusen or whatever. Like, yeah, that's that's really fun. Um, no thanks. No. no, no. Um, but no, I mean, the couple of, couple of goals I've seen in NWSL, I mean, the, the run of play looks it looks all right i mean yeah like yeah. look there's still rust that needs to be knocked off with a lot of these players i mean they've had a layoff where they just weren't practicing at all they didn't have a run-up to this and now it's kind of uh been sped up to where you know you have a couple of weeks to just get ready before the regular season starts because these leagues are trying to jam as many games as they can and as possible oh, um sure. just to make up for missed time yep absolutely and listeners um mls's back tournament set to kick off july 8th with Orlando City taking on Inter Miami at 8 p.m. Eastern, followed by Nashville versus the Fire at 10:30 Eastern, but that might be moved as five players test positive COVID. Uh, Paul Tenario tweeted out Sunday afternoon, reporting with Sam Skaskill, Nashville FC had five players test positive since arriving in Orlando on Friday. Per sources, upon one upon arrival, four more since last four need to be confirmed by follow-ups. And we're going to talk a lot more with Buzz Carrot of Third Degree regarding COVID, but with FC Dallas. Obviously, FC Dallas has been the team of conversation in the recent week or so. But, Jake, before we get to that conversation with Buzz, how excited are you for MLS's back tournament? The MLS's I'm not back sure. Tournament? I'm not sure. Uh, on one hand, I am excited because... Sports are back in this country, but on the other hand, I think this tournament and this format is kind of wonky in that we also have two teams that have a sizable number of confirmed COVID-19 cases. And what does that mean for this tournament? Is that going to change how, you know, is that going to change who's playing in this tournament? Or are these two teams going to have to back out? We don't know yet. Um, so it's kind of a, you know, wait and see type of thing for me. What about you? I, I'm excited, but I'm also very hesitant to say I'm excited because I'm not too sure people are going to tune in. I really don't. I don't think America is going to watch. You, you can talk about how Americans are deprived of sports, but how many people in Colorado are more concerned about the NBA's return with the Denver Nuggets that's a few weeks away versus the return of the Colorado Rapids? I, I, I would think there's probably more people who are concerned about the return of the Nuggets and the Rapids. I would agree with you on that. I think that's where I, at least that's where I think you were going with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just think more people are concerned with the 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 long term future of their teams. If you're in Boston, you you have concern regarding the Red Sox. 
right? MLB somewhat back. Yeah, the, the uh, MLB boshed this from the beginning, but they're coming back. It's a shortened season. Any team can be good for two months, right? Baseball's a marathon, not a sprint. So if you have a team that gets hot early, you could have a surprise team in the playoffs for MLB. The NFL, you, you got news left and right. It's America's League. People are going to tune into that. The NBA, the NHL, they got playoffs coming back. What is MLS going to do to captivate our attention? And and the big concern, before we get the buzz, Jake, is as much as we're all excited for MLS's back tournament, the, people are going to want to know what the TV ratings are. It's great that the NWSL did such a huge number. But the Premier League, after averaging 354,000 in the league's first week back on MB, NBCSN, it fell 29%. And this is according to World Soccer Talk. I'm not convinced that people are going to tune in. And I think the the excitement around this tournament is, is not there due to the COVID outbreak, which we'll just talk about. I keep saying that. And due to um, larger uh, issues, larger in society. And then lastly, uh, the quality of play. I, I think these teams haven't played for nine months. Let's be honest. Yeah, they had two regular season games. They had some sort of preseason. And now they're having another preseason. MLS hasn't been what relevant in nine months, like since MLS Cup. No, Stephen, you're you're right. Although I, I I disagree. I think I think they will do okay with the ratings. I think there's the American sports audience needs something to watch nine at night. Nine nine a.m. games. You think those are going to help? No, but I think games at seven and nine thirty at night, or I guess eight and ten thirty at night, will help. And I think people will watch. And I think there's degenerate gamblers who want something to gamble on at night, and I think Hell they'll yeah, tune in. And, and now you can say to the girlfriend, to the wife, "Hey, the sports on. I gotta watch my team." Think about how many people in, in local markets are like, "Oh, I'm a Colorado Rapids fan, honey." Since when? Uh, I've always been. I just haven't really told you about him. <laughs> who are they playing? Uh, <clears throat> I. I I I gotta go. Game's about to kick off. Uh, Seattle United. I don't know. Uh, one of those. <laughs> one of the Uniteds. Seattle United. Yep. Well, City FC United. Anyway, listeners, let's let's get the buzz carried. Joining us right now is the founder of Third Degree. It's Buzz Carrick. Third Degree is an independent soccer news source for North Texas. Founded in 1997, Buzz covers all things soccer in the Dallas Metroplex. Follow Third Degree on Twitter at ThirdDegreeNet. They've been in the thick of things lately. Buzz, how are you doing? I'm good. Much better than FC Dallas is doing, in fact. (laughs) That's an understatement. Uh, Well, FC Dallas, not the biggest club in Major League Soccer, but probably the club most talked about the last week or so. Uh, just kind of catch us up and the listeners on where things are at Sunday, July 5th. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, well, if we want to go through the timeline, um, we can do that. But um, non-specifically uh, of the timeline, right now they have had 10 players um, since they've arrived in Orlando test positive um, at one point or another over the course of the week. And um, they're now on day six of lockdown. Um, All the players that have tested positive are in a different wing of the hotel from the rest, but they're all basically in their rooms uh, around the clock. 
Um, they, they meet on Zoom and they haven't trained since Monday. Uh, Monday's the, uh, the, the, oh, dang it, what day is today? <laughs> the 29th. They haven't trained since the 29th of June. Um, and, you know, they're, uh, they're in a difficult straits and, and their leadership is trying to figure out uh, the best course forward for them. And the MLS is trying to figure out if they can keep them in the tournament. And um, right now, FC Dallas can still field a team. They have 18 players in Orlando that are uh, not t- testing positive, that are negative. The, the players that they've been hit um, with positive scores are a mix of starters and reserves. And it's a mix, um, positionally speaking, too. So they have coverage all over the field and can still field probably nine out of 11 starters or, or players that are usual starters can, um, can still be fielded. So uh, the big questions are going to be, when are they going to be allowed to train again uh, and or play again? Um, Lucci Gonzalez today is really worried about his player healthy. They keep, keep talking about that number one priority. But on top of that, it's like if, if he can't walk out of the hotel after weeks of quarantine and play. You know, he need, he feels he needs time to train. And way back in the day, he used to say three weeks. A couple months ago, he said three weeks of training. And now they're inside of two weeks and not training. So it's it's still way up in the air what's going to happen with FC Dallas. Now, Buzz, I just want to clarify something here. Just in your last you know answer to, to Stephen's opening question. Is the entire team being quarantined in the separate wing of the hotel, or is it just the players that are being quarantined that tested positive the uh, entire, for COVID-19? Yeah, the entire team is being quarantined in their rooms. They moved the players that were positive to a separate wing. So the players that were negative are still in their original wing, but the all staff and all players are all confined to their rooms and they're only meeting on zoom and, and you can see on Instagram, you know, various guys on their balconies singing to the gooses in the lake and, and playing music and singing back and forth to each other as they try and entertain themselves because they've been in lockdown for six days now. So it's gotta be boring as heck, particularly for young guys. Uh, There was a joke where Cobra's uh, one of Cobra's gaming accounts got suspended. He was all mad about it, you know, because it was the only game he says he plays, but uh, you know, they're trying to make do in those circumstances. I mean, they still do uh, like in-room fitness exercises. Their trainer is bringing them stuff to be doing and try. But I mean, how much can you do in your room? You know, so right. um, they're doing their best. But uh, it's got to be extraordinarily difficult circumstances. Are are the players who are sick showing signs? Like, are they running some sort of fever or feeling sick or are they asymptomatic? Uh, most are asymptomatic. I've heard of some headaches and I've heard of some body ache, uh, kind of situation. Um, you know, that sort of kept some of the, one of the younger players awake a little bit, but, uh, that's really it. I mean, you know, these guys are, you know, no one is, is completely free of danger anymore. We've seen in the press people that have have been young and healthy that have died. So, you know, I'm not going to say that without danger, but these guys are relatively young and healthy. And so, right. so far, luckily, knock on wood, uh, no one has had any bad symptoms that have filtered to me. Now, of course, I'm not there. You know, I'm only getting information from my sources because the team media wise is on lockdown. Unless you're a big national media, you know, they're not giving us access to anybody. So, um, you know, as far as I know, everything's asymptomatic and everything's and, and players could have even that had been positive, been negative, I suppose. Now, uh, you know, I don't have that information, but I just know that the. 10 players and one coach have been positive. And there were three that were positive tests before they even left town. 
So Grant Wall had this tweet uh, Sunday afternoon talking about how, I guess, you know, the saving grace, if you want to say that, is that the virus isn't being caught from within the bubble rather than it's being brought, I guess, to the bubble in the sense that a lot of these people are, are catching it from the cities that they're they're coming from, in the case, FC Dallas, Frisco. Is is there concern among other players or within the FC Dallas squad of player safety? Am I going to catch it? Am I going to give it to players on the opposing team or all that? Um, not uh, specifically, I don't think, beyond the obvious of, you know, they, they, they can't really train. So that means, you know, with the lockdown situation, I don't think anyone's worried about giving it to anybody else at this point. Um, they definitely... You know, F- Texas has had a lot of cases, of course, um, but the M- FC Dallas had a case, had one case there way back on June 3rd. So they already were pretty self-aware of the situation. But yet here in Texas, you could go to restaurants and you could go to bars. So it's hard to know um, where the exposure came from. It's not like you had, you know, five 20 year olds go to a bar and they all tested positive and nothing like that has happened. It's all been trickling in the sense that it's clear that somebody got the team exposed. You know, they had two tests um, right before they, not a right before, excuse me. They had two tests positive a week before they left um, just about a week, a little over a week before they left. And one of those players was later on cleared to train. Now, you know that that can't happen without multiple negative tests afterwards. So, one of those players was allowed to come back to training and one of them was not. And that player never traveled and that player is still in Dallas. So when they, upon arrival, that's the key trick is that they showed up on the Saturday that they traveled the 27th and the 28th, they held their first training session. And it was on that day because they arrived late on the evening, the 27th. It's on the day of the 28th that they got their first results and had these two positive players and one of those two players was in training, took part in training. So, but the problem with this virus is, is that there's about a five day, maybe even a seven day window from exposure to when you test positive, there can be. So for them to have been to pop two guys on the day they arrived, one guy the next day, three guys the next day, it's clear that their exposure happened before they got to Orlando. It's something that somehow happened uh, in their training in Dallas. So whether guys that have, you know, since then they had a day where they had no positive results, but then they had three more players and a staffer. And then they had another day where they didn't have any, then they had another positive. So probably we're just that last positive case on July 3rd. That might be the first player that got exposed in Orlando by all the other players that were of course positive on arrival. But it's really hard to say where the breakdown happened with FC Dallas. It's, you know, there were a couple of players had posted Instagrams of, you know, going for a walk with their dog. You know, do we know of anybody going to dinner? No, I haven't heard anything about them being reckless, nothing like that. So, you know, it's very possible with Dallas being Dallas, they've had a record number of cases for the last, I mean, every day is a new record here of cases. So, um, and I, Frisco, is we count that as part of Dallas. It's all this, not the same County, but it's all one city. So um, it's a mess and it's hard to know what went wrong. Now, Buzz, I want to, I want to ask you this cause you've been pretty plugged in with this whole situation uh, with FC Dallas and obviously FC Dallas is opening 
group stage match against the Whitecaps. That's been postponed. Now, yeah. through through your investigating the people you've talked to, uh, was there any consideration within the club or MLS to pull FC Dallas out of Orlando that you know of? Well, Lucci specifically said, Lucci Gonzalez, the Dallas's head coach, just in case people don't know, Lucci specifically said on his local radio show here that he was already in discussions and, and is also continuously in discussions with his ownership and with his technical director, Andre Zanata, um, about what they should do. And there at that at the point he said that and he reiterated reiterated that today on a couple of interviews he did. It's not to be determined yet. I mean, I'm assuming that Major League Soccer is going to be involved in that conversation. I assume that the hunts uh, and Lucci says the hunts and will in the end, you know, decide whether their players need to be protected. You know, I don't think anything's been decided. Now it's been two days since I've learned of a positive test. So I, ha- I haven't heard anything today. Yesterday they were negative. So if they get a couple of more days of negative, they're probably going to start to feel really confident that they've climbed it down. And by delaying the first game, they had two weeks before they were going to play their next game, um, you know, from a couple of days ago, which is enough time to isolate that whole time. Then of course you get into a competitive question where Lucci feels he needs to start training. So it, it's just going to be a question mm-hmm. of, you know, as we've said, there's a five to seven day window, right? An incubation window. And they arrived on the 27th, which was last uh, Saturday. So you're looking at just now, you're just now over a week. So any exposures that happen on arrival within that first two days that they did train, those guys were going to pop today, tomorrow. So like the next two or three days, I think are going to be really huge because we need to get past that five to seven day uh, span from those training sessions. So if they can get through the next two, three days without more pops, more positive tests, then I think they're going to have it caught. And I'm not a doctor, of course. This is just my reading of the situation. So uh, the next, as I say, two, three days will be critical for FC Dallas to determine whether they can keep going in this tournament or not. Keep going, get started in this tournament. Yeah, so this is a curious thought that Jake and I have at least had off, off the mic conversation is whether or not these MLS clubs made the mistake of traveling too late to Orlando. So if you did have these cases that you had more than plenty of time to put everybody in lockdown in the quarantine and then still have the time to train because FC Dallas have a massive disadvantage now. And it's, it's good. Yeah. A, a team where, in which I, Pax and Pomichol kind of said, look, look, we're, we're here to win. Lucci wants to win. Team is, is built – to, to be competitive, a team to to cause some sort of noise, to cause headaches. I mean, obviously they pushed you know the MLS champs Seattle Sounders to the brink last year in the opening round of the playoffs. So, do you think FC Dallas and a, a bunch of other teams are making the mistake of traveling too late to Orlando? Well, uh, the the win mentality is ingrained into this young team. You know, they 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 improved their team from last year. So they legitimately think they have a shot to compete in the playoffs this year, and they legitimately think they have a shot at this tournament, particularly because they're young and they have depth with young players. Um, They're a good balanced team. They're not a top-heavy team. but So that's legitimately, I think, in their favor that they think they got a shot. Um, The the testing thing and the the isolation thing, like did they – did they make a mistake? My opinion, and again, I'm going to reiterate that I'm not a doctor. My opinion was that you needed a two-week isolation uh, 
either at home or in Orlando. Like you, what you you needed to have a two week quarantine lockdown before you came, or you needed to come earlier and do that here because now FC Dallas is being forced to do that as they're running out of time. They should have done it so that they could have come out of a quarantine and had three weeks of training in Orlando. So however you wanted to do it, come to Orlando two weeks earlier with five weeks out from your first game. So you can quarantine for two weeks and then have three weeks of training or quarantine at home for two weeks and then come and have three weeks in training because it's clear that their exposure wasn't from travel. The exposure happened before they left. So the failure now, whose failure that is FC Dallas, major league soccer, the protocols, I have no idea. It's just my take that that's their failure was the failure to completely quarantine for two weeks prior to leaving. Yeah, that, I, it's that's a difficult decision, and I guess you know hindsight's always twenty twenty. So now we can have the opportunity to be like, oh, of course, they should have done this, <laughs> that, that. But I guess yeah. if, if you you know here's here's the big you know obviously you have the the National Women's Soccer League in play. I don't know how much the NBA, the NFL, MLB, NHL are paying attention to them. I guarantee you they're paying attention to what happened to FC Dallas and what's going on in Orlando with Major League Soccer. Well, I made the point today that the Hunts, as owners of the Chiefs, obviously are going to have some NFL people paying attention to how this goes. And there are other NFL owners in this league. So I imagine I called it a pressure point this morning on Twitter. I imagine that it's a pressure point that the NFL, that this oh, needs yeah. to go well because the NFL's who admittedly the NFL's kind of got some fingers in the MLS pie. Let's be honest. Right. So yeah, they're going to be watching how this goes. I mean, even this is different than NBA, right? It's outside. It's got bigger rosters. Right. So, uh, so I think the NFL probably is watching um, even this MLS more than they would watch the NBA, for example. So um, a lot of eyes on this, to be honest. And I, I still think FC Dallas can salvage this. You know, it, they might not be gangbusters because they're not going to get enough training time, but if they get through the next couple of days and keep it locked down, they're going to be bored as hell, but uh, I think they can get it uh, contained. Now, Buzz, final question here before we let you go. You, you mentioned that Lucci said he preferred to have three weeks of training before yeah. playing the first match. Uh, you just alluded to the fact that we're probably, what, a day, maybe two, maybe three days before FC Dallas is over this hump as it relates to uh, COVID-19 as the players quarantine in their hotel rooms. Uh, as we as we record this, July 15th, you know, Sunday night, or sorry, July 5th, <laughs> uh, Sunday night, do you expect them to take the field Wednesday, July 15th against the Seattle Sounders? I do. I do. You know, what? the things I'm hearing are that, you know, the, the guys are obviously uh, – not real happy with the situation player wise, you know, they're kind of, they're, they're kind of unhappy being stuck in their rooms. But, um, you know, the fact there's been a couple of days where I haven't heard of any tests and they seem to be negative. Um, and again, I haven't heard about today, but, um, you know, I, I feel like this hurdle has been crossed and I, I think that they now have a week and three days before they play. That That's you know, when you combine that with a couple of negative days on the front, that's enough time. I think I think they have to have, I think it's two negative tests before they can get cleared to resume some training. Now they're probably going to be more cautious than that, but um, you know, I'm optimistic. We'll see. You know, as they say, like, and as you just alluded to again, it's if they get through the next two or three days, then they'll have a week of that they can be still relatively isolated and get some training in. I think they'll be all right. 
Yeah. Well, Buzz, we appreciate you taking the time out of your Sunday night talking with us regarding FC Dallas and COVID. Unfortunately, we wish to have you on with better circumstances, obviously with Dallas maybe making a deeper run in the cup. But uh, was there anything else you wanted to add and uh, let the listeners uh, plug wherever we can find your awesome work and uh, your podcast or uh, your, your articles? Well, thirddegree.net is the website where we've been for, this is our 23rd season covering FC Dallas. The podcast has been around for a couple of years. It's just called Third Degree, the podcast. I know branding and all that. So you can find it in any of your podcast or type scenarios. It's all over the podcast systems. Uh, You know, we're on Twitter and Instagram and stuff too. The one last thing I would add is that um, from some of the various people I've talked to, I've heard really, really positive things about Luchi Gonzalez and Andre Zanata, the club's technical director in terms of interaction with the players while they're down there talking with them, talking with their families and making everybody feel confident. So I want to give some love to those two guys because I have been hearing really positive things. And I'm, I'm quite convinced based on what Lucci has said and what I hear that there is definitely a dialogue going on with the ownership about the right tack and the health of the players is being trumpeted as the most important thing. So we're going to see what happens in the next couple of days. It's going to be, Uh, interesting whichever way it goes great thanks buzz you're welcome big shout out big thank you to buzz for joining the episode uh wow um jake this this is complicated i mean there's really nothing to be said now after listening to buzz as FC Dallas just waits, and we can speculate as much as we want, but it, I think as as I mentioned in, uh, during our conversation, buzzes is like information is just going to change so quickly that we could be looking at a scenario where by Tuesday, a bunch a bunch of other teams have COVID outbreaks, and the conversation regarding MLS back tournament is completely different than it was tonight. Well, yeah, I think Buzz said it best i mean fc dallas is staring at the next two or three days that are probably going to make or break this tournament for them if they get uh, a bunch of negative tests here the next couple of days it's probably the, the show goes on for fc dallas but if they have some more positive tests with the the players who haven't tested positive yet uh you might be looking at fc dallas having to pull themselves out of the tournament and what does that mean for them is that just three losses that n- nine missed points for FC Dallas, I mean, that's crucial in the standings, especially considering that we're probably, assuming the season goes on and it's not stopped again, nine missed points in an abbreviated schedule, that's that's a, that's a pretty big hole to dig yourself out of. You know what nine points was last year? Like, in Tell the, me what nine points was last year. Nine points worthwhile in a full regular season. Is the difference between... Wait, hold on, guess, let me guess. Second and seventh. Uh, it's not which... first. It's not. It's it's not first and second in the West because I think LAFC okay, okay, cleared yeah, yeah. everybody by like yeah, fifteen okay, so points or whatever. Com- yeah, it's uh, forty-eight and fifty-six. So fifty-six points for Seattle Sounders and forty-eight points for FC Dallas. I mean, you're looking at. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I doubt they would have some sort of home and away. I don't know. The playoff system might be completely different uh, with MLS, but you're looking at a swing of seedings from home field advantage, quote-unquote home field, whatever that means, to being the team that's traveling everywhere. Yeah, like I said, 
nine points in an abbreviated schedule, that's that's a big hole to dig yourself out of. And case in point with, with you just the, – the point you just made just, just now is that's the difference between finishing seventh in the Western Conference and having uh, your your first two matches in the playoffs at home. So, yeah. so that's, that's big. Yep. And um, I guess it, it really boils down to wait and see what happens. Um, MLS is – is wanting to get this thing kicked off. Yeah, MLS MLS has a tricky situation here. If FC Dallas is able to not have any more positive case in the next two days, MLS will be able to sidestep this controversy and focus on the games that are being played, obviously because the first game is July 8th. And what will the conversation be, nationally speaking? The game's at hand versus rather than FC Dallas. And Jake, you are distracting me as we're wrapping up here because you're pouring yourself some maker's mark. How did you know? Because <laughs> I can see it in the video. All right, this, po- this podcast has been sponsored by Maker's Mark. We're open. We're open for discussions on yes. that, on that sponsorship deal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'll give you the final word before we wrap here. Well, hopefully things don't go side. I mean, they have, they kind of have gone sideways for FC Dallas, but hopefully they don't go any more sideways than they have, and hopefully they and have a few negative results yes. that gets players back in the field. Hopefully things with Nashville, hopefully it's just limited to these four or five players that have tested positive. Hopefully there isn't any more uh, outbreak amongst the club. And hopefully we can get on with this tournament as planned and we will have soccer and most importantly sports to watch uh, so we can kind of get away from our normal lives and escape yes COVID-19 and everything else going on in the world absolutely listeners follow us at Uncle Sam Soccer Pod at Jake Watroba at Steve Jodder and question of the day how are you doing what have you been up to what's on your mind are you excited for MLS's back have you been paying attention to the National Women's Soccer League what about the Premier League Christian Pulisic he's been doing well I know uh, Mr. Jake here is a a Chelsea fan. You've enjoyed Christian Pulisic of recent. It's been pretty damn important to Frank Lampard. I didn't realize I didn't realize how good Christian Pulisic was until this last week and a half. He has wow. looked he has looked world I'm gonna, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right now. Oh, I already know where he's going. He's looked world class. Damn. He has looked There you go. Bombshell. World class Christian Pulisic. Also, we'll be talking more about the Americans abroad in probably the next two episodes that said enjoy MLS is back until next time The N-OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. The N-OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.